0: In today's show, we're looking back at all of the action from Wednesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble, And on Instagram, at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. We've got nine games on Wednesday to talk about. So let's talk about those nine games right now. The first one of those games was an absolute ass-kicking. The Boston Celtics, they handled the Orlando Magic one thirty two ninety six. 96 Jalen Brown was out. Kemba Walker was back. Jason Tatum was fine. They won it easy. No Tristan Thompson either in this one. Tatum played 31 minutes, had 27 and seven with two steals, two blocks and four triples. Continues his red hot end of season form. While Kemba Walker was back, he was great. 32 points, six triples, 61% shooting. Of course, the quality of the opposition wasn't particularly high, but he did what he did in the minutes that he had to do it. Evan Fournier started with Brown out, 29 minutes, 18, five and four, two steals and two threes. That's really good. From Fournier, and as long as Jalen Brown is out, I think Fournier is a solid option. The problem is finding enough touches and minutes for him when Jalen is back. We don't know when that's going to be. Marcus Smart's shooting was horrendous—three points on 17 percent—but a triple one and nine assists helps somewhat there. While Pritchard had 14 points in 18 minutes, um, Neesmith Smith had five points in 20 minutes, and they were the, the, the bench guards who were getting that, those that playing time with Romeo Langford out. With Tristan Thompson out, the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams, he only played 21 minutes. I'm guessing they're just protecting his knee there. Eight and six, a steal, two blocks. He missed both his free throws, so obviously could have been a lot better of a night. I do think that he is a must-roster player, even though the minutes have been a little bit frustrating since he returned from his injury. But just a bunch of weird bench shit going on in this game. You know, 15 minutes for Shemi Ojale, five minutes for Taco Fall, and he blocked four shots in that time. Um, but yeah, just an absolute blowout. Let's talk um, magic. Wendell Carter Jr. was out. It also looks like Terrence Ross, Chumura Kiki, Otto Porter, Michael Carter-Williams, and James Ennis won't play again this season. That's not 100% confirmed. But Steve Clifford said something like, yeah, we've got like seven days left or whatever it is. And these are like 12-day injuries. So probably not going to see them this season. There's absolutely no reason to rush any of these guys back anyway. So that opens up value for a ton of blocks. Now, Mo Bum has been a must roster for a while. He played 31 minutes, had 19, 15, three steals and four blocks. I still don't think he's a particularly impactful or good NBA player, but he is a very good fantasy points and fantasy production per minute player. So he's a must roster guy. Mo Wagner is pretty similar. 20 points in 26 minutes with three threes, two steals and a block. And if he's going to start every game, then there's going to be value for him in 12 team leagues. RJ Hampton, 18, 10, and 5 in 31 minutes. Great again. The shooting was a bit off in this one, true shooting 53%, but I thought he looked impressive. It does help again that you know, Cole Anthony's minutes were down and Gary Harris's minutes were down, but I think RJ is going to get 30 plus every night from here on out. So he is an, an add in 12 team leagues. The shot, Dwayne Bacon, 20 points. Of course, he hit no threes, had no assists, and had no steals. Didn't attempt a free throw either, but shot the ball well. He's more of a 14 to 16 team league guy if you're in desperate need of points, but this is obviously a good game. Harris is just a deep league guy and Cole Anthony copped a massive whack early in the game. I thought that's it, concussion, he's out and he probably won't play again this season. Somehow he was able to return to this game. I don't know how that was possible, but he did. I don't know if he should have. Four points on 20% shooting in 22 minutes. He didn't look particularly right. I would not rule out the potential of a delayed concussion after that hit. So just like I'm holding Cole, but... That's two low minute games in a row. And he copped a massive whack in this game. And he was down for about three, four minutes on the court. And uh, came back. So I'm a little bit concerned. And if he is out, that obviously solidifies the value of Hampton. And a guy like Chasen Randall becomes a deeper league ad. Deep leagues also want to pay attention to Iggy Brazdakis. Seven points in 30 minutes. That's not particularly good. But 30 minutes is what you're looking at there. And occasionally, he could be a 10, 12 point per, per game guy. Maybe get you 13 to 18 fantasy points per game. And that at least has a level of value for those deeper, deeper formats. Let's go On to the next game, which was another absolute blowout. The Portland Trailblazers beat the Cavs 141-105. Norman Powell was out with that knee tendinopathy. Um, He was replaced in the starting lineup by Derek Jones Jr., who had five points. Didn't miss a shot, but only had five points. No threes, one rebound, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. I don't care if Powell remains out. Jones is not sniffing fantasy value. Yusuf Nurkic, again, in blowouts, we say this all the time. They just keep his minutes down. He played 21 minutes, but you wouldn't know by looking at that line. 15, 11, and 3 with 4 blocks is a huge line. I am super pumped for 30 minutes a night of Yusuf Nurkic at some point next season. I don't know when the hell it's going to happen, but I'm pumped for it. Carmelo Anthony got hot, 16 points in 22 minutes. He's a great points streamer. Very much in the mold of a Dwayne Bacon. When you're looking for points, he can provide it. While Lillard, again, I think Lillard's back. 32, 3, and 9 with 6 triples and 2 steals. It was a shit one from uh, CJ McCollum, though. 10 points on 21%. He, he had a triple one, and he's an underrated blocks guy as a guard. He had five assists as well, but that shooting is really rough. Or Anthony Simons, 25 minutes, minutes boosted without power, but only 10 points. And Bob Covington did have a trip to the locker room, but was able to return nine points, three threes, a steal, a block. And honestly, if you have Covington, what more do you ask for apart from three threes, a steal, and a block? Maybe two steals, but that's sort of what he does. The nine points don't worry you, the lack of assists, who gives a shit, no free throws. That's not what Covington's about. It's about steals, blocks, and threes. And he gave you steals, blocks, and threes. Like, that's what he gives you, and that's what he gave. For the Cavs, pretty impressive to see Kevin Love be a minus 45 in 26 minutes. Now, he did put up fantasy numbers, 18 and 8 with four threes, but at this point, Kevin Love just isn't a good NBA player. Um, He's occasionally having some good fantasy nights. I do not think that he's a must-roster guy, though. Dean Wadey-Wade was pretty strong, 16 and 5 in 29 minutes, and he's a nice 16 to 18-team league guy. Well, the Discman Chetty Osman had 14 in 26 minutes, and Osman is a fringe 12-team league guy as long as Darius Garlo Garland is out. Um... Talked yesterday and highlighted the show by the the title of the show was Is Isaac Okoro For Real? I believe that I answered it pretty much by saying no. And then he went out and absolutely confirmed it. Rubber Stanton said, no, no, he's not for real. Seven points for Okoro on 22% shooting, 40% from the line, um, two rebounds, three assists, and a steal. This is why he was not a must-add 12-team league guy. It's why he wasn't a must-add 14-team league guy. It's why we had to really be cautious of what he produced. He shit the bed. It's not a surprise. Colin Sexton was also pretty poor. 40% from the field and 60 from the line. Zero rebounds, zero threes. That is uh, Colin Sexton of old. 15 points and four assists. He is better than that, but that's pretty rough. While Isaiah Hartenstein, he was back. He only played 13 minutes and had eight and two and four. He is one of the best permanent fantasy producers in the NBA. I just don't know if he's going to get the 30 minutes. If he does, I'm telling you now, if he gets 30 minutes a you will see top 40 fantasy production. And you will be, what the hell is going on here? It's just unlikely he gets that, but man, he puts up numbers in absolutely huge bunches. Jared Allen had nine and 13 in his 29 minutes with a block, which is totally fine, but yeah, nothing overly spectacular, I wouldn't say. Guys, wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act better, be better? There is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is the daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy to use app. It is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation, meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now, so head to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. All right, let's go on to the next game now. Look at the Sacramento Kings and the Indiana Pacers. This wasn't as close as this final score would indicate, 104-93. De'Lon Wright played 40 minutes. 23-7-6 and with six deals and a block with three threes. He is obviously a must-roster player. He has been for a few days now, basically as soon as Tyrese Halliburton went down. Even when Darren Fox went down, he was about borderline guy. But now... There's absolutely no denying it. Well, Buddy Heald is also thriving in this role, 16, 9, and 8. Now, he didn't shoot particularly well, but he's adding assists to his game. He's putting up some good numbers. Got to give credit also to Marvin Bagley. Even though the game's not quite as good as it looks on the surface, 31 and 12 is great, right? They are great, counting stats, great for a points league. No threes, no assists, no steals, no blocks, and 63% from the line makes it a rough uh, category league line. The 59% from the field is great. He is obviously inconsistent at times, but he does have some 12-team league appeal. And for points leagues, absolutely. There's good, there's good value in him while Harrison Barnes remains out. Mo Harkless's streaming value is still there. Three steals for him in 36 minutes, while Rashawn Holmes had 12-3 and three with two steals in a block. Solid enough, not spectacular. And deeper leagues, you want to look at Terrence Davis. 10.6 rebounds, a steal, two blocks. Again, that extra value with the players like Barnes, Fox, Halliburton, all sideline. For the Pacers, they're in real trouble. Again, May not happen, but there's absolutely a possibility that Nate Björkren is not coaching this team tomorrow. One of their assistant coaches was trying to fight one of their players, it looked like Greg Foster was trying to fight Goga Badadze. They are. Uh, Wode reported this stuff about Bjorken. Um, It's not better in this game. They're dealing with tons of injuries. Shit does not look good. Sabonis played 37 minutes had 17, 13, and 8. That's pretty good. Interestingly, he did play alongside Badadze. Now, Goga flashed again in 21 minutes problem with my Google mobile gogo mobile no not the dart not the dart yeah so the dart put up five and six in 21 minutes with two blocks his return which is something that I had posited for a while it was going to impact O'Shea Brissett. Brissett played 24 minutes had eight points didn't block a shot and th- shot 38% from the field it was a nice little hot streak from Brissett. I think it's done there was a lot there that was unsustainable about what he was doing and the sustainability has gone I think you'd be very, very comfortable dropping him. TJ McConnell did his thing 11-3-7 with three steals there, while Dougie McDirt, yeah, he's McDirt, that's fine, 11 points. For him, Aaron Holiday started in place of Brogdon, pretty disappointing night, five points on 22% shooting. He did have four assists, and he can stream him for Thursday if Brogdon is out, which I expect, but I wouldn't get too excited. Well, Karis Levert's always going to drop a bag of shit in terms of percentages occasionally, and he did it here. 28 from the field, 50 from the line. This is just what he does. Thirty-five true shooting. He'll have big games, and then he just absolutely handicaps you with these sorts of performances. Pretty rough stuff from Levert in in this one, and that's uh, it can be pretty harmful at this point in the season if you are, say, in the uh, in the fantasy finals. That's not not a great game to uh, to deal with. Let's look at the next game. It is the Phoenix Suns. They uh they got beaten pretty comfortably by the Atlanta Hawks. 135, 103. They threw the towel in and, and put the bench in pretty early in this one. So just twenty nine minutes for McCall Bridges, but at least his good form continues. Twenty seventh ranked player over the last two weeks. Eighteen points, two threes, a steal on a block with two triples in twenty nine minutes, while Booker had thirty and three with five assists. Shit one from DeAndre Ayton, which we've come to expect. Nine percent usage. How is how does this even happen? Seven and eight with a steal and a block. Like the frustration with him continues. Chris Paul played just 24 minutes and shot 27%. So a really bad night for him. He was a minus 26, while Torrey Craig was a minus 30 in a start for Jay Crowder. Craig, again, he's just a deeper league guy. And actually impressive for Frank Kaminsky to be a minus 22 in 13 minutes off the bench. So it's not like he was playing with Craig and Paul for all of their time as a starter to, to accumulate some of those poor minutes. He was just bad in his own right. So some really shit stuff from Kaminsky, who honestly shouldn't be playing. And Cameron Johnson, if you can't hit shots, um, what what do you do? 11% shooting for two points. The three steals are absolutely nice, but he's rostered in some 12-team leagues still, Johnson. And he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be rostered in 14-team leagues. He is just, I don't know, he's just not very good. And the shot has been off for the last couple of months, I would say. Now, he can get hot, obviously, but I, I didn't like the draft pick at the time. Yeah, he turned himself into a rotation player, which is fine. But I don't know, man. It's just, he's in a real, real rough stretch at the moment. Good old Cam Johnson. For the Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich only needed to play 24 minutes. 16 points, four threes, six assists, two steals, and two blocks is awesome. Capella was awesome in his playing time too. 18 and 10 in 24 minutes with two blocks. But how about my mate, Onyeka Akongwu? 19 minutes, 14 and 7, three steals, and a block. Now, all this, and, and, and a plus 33, which is obviously huge. Now, all this does is just go, ooh. Like, you just, you just do the, the Shaq Hot Ones uh, meme face. You do that one. And you go, okay. Now, with the full understanding that, you know, Clint Capella is the starting center here and Okongwu is only going to be a backup until Capella's gone, it feels like. But I fully maintain that this guy will have multiple top 40 fantasy seasons and he will be a very, very good starting center in the NBA. I picked him ahead of James Wiseman in my mock drafts for a reason. Not backing away from that. He's flashing some really, really good stuff at the moment. Impressed with the Kongwu. Trey Young, 16 points in, 12 assists. And don't get me wrong, this doesn't mean he's a fantasy ad or anything like that but it's just something to keep in mind for the future. The Italian cock had 16, five and four Trey young had 16 with 12 assists and Kevin Hurd, a fan of pants was a massive plus 35 team best off the bench. But those 25 minutes, 13 points. I don't think that he's a must hold player. even though they do play Thursday. So maybe you want to prioritize. And that's when, when we talk about all those things, yeah, it's really hard to consider dropping someone when you've already got them. And then they play that back to back low volume rather than dropping him, for someone else who plays that game. That doesn't give you a game's advantage, but in terms of just overall, all, yeah, Herder isn't someone I'd consider as a must-roster. Lou Williams dropped in 16 points with five assists in his 19 minutes, which is one of his better recent games, but that does not mean, again, that we need to get excited and do anything silly, like adding him outside of maybe a desperation 14-team league stream for the Thursday game. All right, on to the next game. You're going to be surprised to know it's another blowout. Philadelphia beat the Rockets 135-115. No need for big minutes for Embiid, but he had 34-12 and 12 in 25 minutes. Yeah, God. How about the painter Matisse Theibel, an absolutely elite defensive player. Three steals and four blocks in 20 minutes. Shake Milton dropped in 19 points. Danny Green had three threes. Dwight Howard had eight boards in 16 minutes. The Thick Hogsman had 15 points in 26. Uh, Seth Curry hit three threes in his 22 minutes. But honestly, look, again... This is The Sixers have got the easiest schedule in the NBA. There are going to be plenty of games like this where they just can limit the playing time of so many guys. Even though guys like Embiid and Harris can still put up good numbers, it is going to be in low minutes. And that's going to improve the value of your streaming guys like a Thibel, a Curry, um, a Milton if you need some scoring bursts, in like Dwight Howard if you need some defensive or rebounding type stats. Like You can stream those guys in given that this is going to happen quite a bit. Let's talk the Houston Rockets who had seven players Available for this game. DJ Augustin was technically available, but not really. They had seven players. And then Cousin Kev, the league winner, he went down with an ankle sprain. 16 points in 23 minutes for Porter. Um, five assists. It was the, the mark, makings of a, a decent enough line a, outside of the percentages. But that is, you know, you include the injury. That's three subpar performances in a row. He sprained his ankle. Will they rush him back? No. Is he a drop? Here. I think he has to be. To be honest, um, they're in real trouble though. House, Gordon, Brown, Wilson, Noaba, Wood, Tate—all out. Imagine Tate's going to miss some time here. He's dealing with health and safety protocols. I don't think Wood's going to play again tomorrow. Um, yeah, they're in—they're in a fair bit of strife. Well, not tomorrow. Sorry for Wood. Um, the next game, which is on Friday, I think they're—they're they're, they're in real trouble. And I don't think Porter's going to play in that game. So there's a lot of um, a lot of potential value openings. So let's focus on that. Let's talk about the real MVP on this team. Kelly Linick, 27, 11, and 8, one steal, four blocks. I knew he was pretty good. Uh, not not this good though. Like no no way did I expect this. I also have been talking about Kenyon Martin for a while. Didn't expect this either. 23, 10, and 6, two threes in a block. I think you have to roster Kenyon Martin at this point. Anthony Lamb is a real player. He had 22 and 6 in 36 minutes. Again, if they're banged up, there's value here. Armani Brooks had 20 points with six triples in 31 minutes. Daquan Jeffries played 41 minutes, and he didn't do very much there, but he did take 10 shots. He only hit two of them for five points, but had two steals and six boards. Well, Avery Bradley, the most recognized player in that list, he's he's just he's just actually bad. Like he's really bad, Avery Bradley. Two points in 25 minutes with three assists and a steal on 17%. Like actually really bad. I would add Lamb and Brooks and Jeffries and Martin, obviously, over Avery Bradley in fantasy. In terms of where your 12-team value lies, it's probably going to be Kenyon Martin, but just keep an eye on Lamb, keep an eye on Brooks and Jeffries. They're probably more 16-team league guys at this point, but if Porter's out and House is out and Gordon remains out, and I don't think Eric Gordon's coming back this season. um, Yeah, Sterling, if these guys all remain out, they're just going to have to play 35 minutes a night, and that's going to give them some appeal, amazingly. They're going to have fantasy value just because of this situation. It is really... Um, a real absolute shit show with uh, with the, this team at the moment and uh, how their rotation is looking. And now, yeah, with Porter going down, Wood being hurt, uh, it's it's not going to get better in a hurry. Let's just uh, let's just phrase it that way, guys. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, as is the NBA, and you can track all of that action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. When you're looking for a part for your car, why would you bother getting in your car, which may not even work? Driving to a local chain store just so they can price gouge you? Get that garbage out of here. rockauto.com is the place that you need to go. A family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. And best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, let's go on to the next game now. The Memphis Grizzlies beat the Wolves 139-135. What, a, what an entertaining game this was. Ja Morant went off. Fifth best point guard in the league, apparently, or top five, according to him. 37-4-10 and with two steals and a block. That is a fantastic game. There is no denying that. Great to see him get the steals, the assists, the big scoring, the high efficiency. Really good stuff from Morant. While Kyle Anderson... He's been one of the biggest roller coasters this season. He is back absolutely rolling at the moment. 20 points, three threes, two steals, 78% shooting. Well, Desmond Baney Bane. Now, he is um, undoubtedly a better player than Grayson Allen, and we got more minutes from him because Allen was out. 31 minutes, 22 points, four triples, and uh, three assists. Just keep an eye on him. I. I- Don't think they're going to prioritize him over Allen. But if Allen misses time, then he's an interesting streamer. Dylan Brooks had 16 points in 25 minutes. Not his best performance, but he did foul out. So that's why the minutes were lower. While Brandon Clark was back in the rotation with Jaron Jackson resting. Had a double-double, which is solid, but no guarantee that he plays as we move forward. Um, Jonas Valanciunas, he fouled out as well. Jonas It's so a pretty rough night there, but the cashier stepped up. Xavier Tillman, 11-9 in 28 minutes, and De'Anthony Melton had 8-5 in 25. Again, it is hard to trust Melton at this point with the minutes, and I wouldn't look at him as a must-roster 12-teamer. Um, Justice Winslow out of the rotation, so again, pre- credit to Taylor Jenkins for eventually making the right call there. For the Wolves, Anthony Edwards. Goose. Like, he was unbelievable. 42 points on 77% shooting. Now, we know that eight of nine three-point shooting is not real. 69% from the two-point range is not real. The seven assists... Yeah, that's probably not real either. Stealing a block is nice, and he only got to the line once, which makes you go, okay, well, I know this game was on the back of some incredibly hot shooting, which is not sustainable. He missed that free throw, by the way, but this is not to take away anything from what Edwards has been doing. He's been great 52nd-ranked player over the last two weeks, but there is obviously a huge air of unsustainability here. They did move D'Angelo Russell back into the starting lineup, and he had 22-4-14. A really, really good game. 8-8 eight of eight from the line for D'Angelo, while Rubio played 17 minutes, and uh, Jack Armstrong knows what to do do with Rick. Get that garbage out of here! 21 useless minutes from Josh Okogi. Well, Towns had 22, 4, and 5 um, on big usage, which is always important when he's got to share the court with Edwards and Russell. We want Towns to get his usage, and he did. Well, Naz Reid also shared the court with Towns in, in this one. Now, Towns did have some foul trouble, 24 minutes with 5 fouls. So, Reid had 25 minutes, 14 and 7, a steal and 2 block. Naz Reid's one of those blokes that when he gets minutes, he can put up some... Um, Some really, really strong numbers. It's just that the minutes aren't consistent. 26 minutes to Jared Vanderbilt and 26 for Jaden McDaniels is definitely confusing. So it makes them hard to roster really in any sort of format. And also throw in 25 Wancho Hunan Gomez minutes for some God knows what reason. 11 points with two triples for Wancho in those 25 minutes on the court. All right, let's look at the next game. Uh, One of the only close games for the night, the um, Washington Wizards and the Milwaukee Bucks 135 Milwaukee wins it 134 in the end so a really really high scoring Uh, High-scoring game here. Westbrook, another triple-double. 29, 12, and 17 with three steals and a block. 60% from the field is awesome. 63 from the line, not so much. But another big game. Westbrook's now the third-ranked player over the last two weeks. Beal had 42 in his 39 minutes, and they did this without Rui Hachimura. They started Aquaman Anthony Gill in his place. 11 points. Started out really well, Gilly, and then uh, didn't play too much after that. Well, Davis Bertans, eh. Struggling, 13 points in 28 minutes. I think he's more of a streamer than a must-roster player. Um, Hal Neto had seven points in two steals. He's more of a steal specialist, but let's talk centers. Dan Gafford didn't play again until about five minutes to go in the first half. And then barely played until the fourth quarter. And then put up a really big game. 12 and 10 in 14 minutes. It continues to absolutely infuriate me. Especially when you see all these media types talking media types, I'm a media type, you know, whatever. Just talking about, hey, yeah, man, Gafford, what, what an acquisition by the Wizards. Man, really keeping the, the, the team in it, really keeping the alive. How good's he been? And Scott Brooks says, you dickheads, five minutes for Dan. He's our third best center, guys. Uh, I'm not saying that's the reason they lost. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But it, 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 it still beggars belief, really. It just makes no sense. It also makes it really tough for us to figure out what the hell to do with Gafford in fantasy because 12 and 10 with a block is still an awesome fantasy line. But how do we trust it? We can't. That's the problem. Lopez had three blocks in his 17 minutes and Len had a, what, two points in two and three in 17 minutes, like just nothing. It's really, really frustrating. And again, I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't get the logic behind it. If I can see it, if you can see it, Scott Brooks can see it. If other media members can see it, then why is it taking, why is it happening on a continual basis? So this run that the Wizards are on where they're playing well, it's going to keep Scott Brooks in his job. He's going to get renegotiated and hired. And look, and teams need to make, and you can say, well, Josh, he's going to push him to the playoffs. Teams make to, need to make these calls. Mark Jackson got the Warriors to the playoffs, and they said, Mark, take your bullshit and get out of here. Dwayne Casey got the Raptors to what, conference finals? Second round playoffs, whatever it was, and Masai said that that's great, Dwayne, but I'll see you later. Like get get out of here, we'll get someone in that's better, and that's exactly what the Wizards need to do. Now, do they have the foresight of the Warriors and the Raptors? Almost hundred percent, no. It it and this is I I fear this is what's going to happen. I apologize to Wizards fans. Um, oh, only thirty minutes for Yanni. He was probable coming into this game, but twenty three nine and eight is still fine. While the big ragu. Fouled out in 20 minutes, but not before he had 19 points on 75% shooting with four threes. Now, of course, that is entirely unrealistic and unsustainable for that to continue. It's still good to see him have a couple of big games in a row. I wouldn't be looking at him in his must roster, though. Of course, no Chris Middleton in this game, and then PJ Tucker had to leave early. PunchBob had 9 and 6 in 16 minutes. He's not a 12-team league player, even if Tucker's out, I don't think. While Forbes had 14 points, Brooke Lopez 11 and 8, and Paddy Connaughton really stepped up with Middleton out. 16 and 6, 4 triples and a block, and Holiday had 19 with four threes and 6 assists. So, yeah, some some big step-ups there, but... The Bucks are a team where, again, we don't know if Tucker's going to be fine. We don't know if Middleton's going to play in the next game. And I believe they only have one more game left this week, meaning like if you're adding DiVincenzo let's see where they play. Uh, yeah, they only have a game on Friday, and it's a high-volume day. So adding a DiVincenzo or a Tucker or a Portis or a Connerton, I don't think it's going to have the value for one game in four nights, meaning that I think it's a waste. And, you yeah, know, with the doubts on Chris Middleton... I think you drop him. If for as good as Chris Middleton is, is one game in four nights that he may not play worth it? The answer to that is probably going to be no in the vast, vast majority of cases. All right, let's go on to the next game. Of course, it was another absolute ass-kicking as the Utah Jazz, the undermanned Utah Jazz, beat the undermanned San Antonio Spurs 126-94. The Spurs, they just said, no, we're done. Well, let's just uh, pull, pull everyone off. Giggity. Giggity. Right away. DeJounte Murray played 19 minutes, had 7-3-3. Have the Spurs come undone since Derek White's been out? Don't know, maybe. Demar Rosen played 18 minutes for six points. Lonnie Walker, I cannot stress enough that he's not a 12-team league player. 7-2-5 for him. But I guess if we look at the bright side of things, Devin Vassell played 31 minutes, had 14-4 with a block and a three. I think that he should be starting on this team next season. Um, I don't know that he will be, but I think he should be. And there's some flashes here. Jakob Perdle only played 13 minutes. He had foul trouble and also starters were benched. He was a terrible minus 18. He had eight and four with two steals. I would still hold him, but that's two rough ones in a row. And Drew Eubank stepped up 14 and nine, two blocks in 22 minutes. Uh, he got those minutes over Gorgi Jeng, who was uh, not quite as good in this one. That three-center rotation still is troubling me. Keldon Johnson, I don't know if he could have been worse. Six points on 20% shooting, missed... One of his two free throws, had two rebounds, one assist. Just an absolutely putrid performance. And he is not, obviously, a 12-team league guy. Also, nice to see guys like Luka Sharminic step up for 15 in 24 minutes. And Trey Jones had 11, 2, and 3. But I don't know how much to read into this outside of Eubanks can be solid. And I think Vassell is going to be good. That's really all I think we can get out of this. Just a horrendous, horrendous performance from the Spurs. The Jazz, again, minutes down. 22 minutes for Gobert, 10 and 8. Doesn't need to play any more than that. Clarkson finally had a good shooting night, 30 points on 75%. Bogdanovich continues to play well in this little stretch, 77% from the field for 24 points. Ingles had 14, 5, and 7, and even Mia One stepped up for 6 and 6 in 19 minutes. Nyang had 11 points, but again, this is just such a large, large ass kicking that we got rotations and performances that just aren't representative of what's going to happen moving forward. So yeah, Bogdanovich, sure, 12-team league guy. Clarkson, sure, if you're dealing with field goal percentage uh, punting. Ingles, sure. And then when Conley and Mitchell come back, it'll probably be a slow ramp up for those guys. But this was just an absolute destruction of the uh, the highest order. All right, let's go to this last game of the night, which you're going to be shocked to know was another blowout. The Denver Nuggets beat the Knicks 113-97. New Noel was back, played 30 minutes, had five points, two steals with six blocks. That's why I said yesterday, I thought it was a little bit preemptive to drop him. Obviously, if you need those defensive stats, he's a clear ad. Roland Barrett only played the 28 minutes, 14 points, four threes with some rough shooting numbers. Again, uh, he's been much better than anticipated this season, but still he has a lot of downside that makes him maybe not a must roster for category leagues. While it was finally a bad game from the double royal, Julius Randle, 14-8-5, didn't hit a three and hurt both of your percentages. We give him a pass because he's been awesome, but that's it's not ideal at this time of the year. Quickly had 18 points in 24 minutes off the bench. That's nice. Of course, we can't trust the minutes. We can't trust the shooting percentages. And we can't trust the scoring from Quickly, but he can be a stream option when you're looking for points. while well, Taj Gibson played only 11 minutes, and the bullshit of Alfred Payton starting continues. He played 17 minutes for six points. It just has there's no actual benefit for it whatsoever, yet it continues. While well, Alec Burks was atrocious, 0 of 7 for zero points in 16 minutes. For the Nuggets, let's talk Faku. 16, 9, and 4, 5 steals, 2 blocks, absolute must-roster player. Nikola Jokic, Big Chungus, 32, 12, and 6, 2 steals, 2 blocks, MVP. Austin Rivers, 28 minutes, 25 points, six 3 steals. Now, he's not going to be this good of a shooter. We're well aware of that. But with it looks like PJ Doge is out for the regular season. Jamal Murray is out for the regular season, of course. Will Barton and Monty Morris, we don't know when they're coming back. So Rivers is going to get a lot of minutes in this time frame. So he can be at least a stream option, maybe for 12, but probably 14 team leagues. Big Shaq Harrison. Big Shaq. Seven points in 27 minutes. He had two steals. That's what you're looking at for him. The steals, he's going to bring them. You're going to get value in that category if that's what you need. And if you miss out on someone like a Matisse Thiebel, he can help you there. While they did start really weirdly. They started with Michael Porter at shooting guard with Paul Millsap starting. Six points in 24 minutes for Millsap, 23% shooting. Yet, that still wasn't the worst performance from one of their starters because Aaron Gordon. Yikes. Zero points. Missed all six of his shots. No steals, no blocks, no threes. Five rebounds and an assist. Get that garbage out of here. That's just in case you didn't drop him right at the trade deadline, which you should have. Um, yeah, shit, he's been horrendous w- playing for the Nuggets, helping them out, no doubt. For fantasy, absolutely shitful. And I don't—it's going to be better than this. I'm not sure it's going to be uh, good enough to really matter in any sort of uh, other sort of fantasy context. All right. Let's talk about the top ads and drops over the last 24 hours. RJ Hampton up 31%. Yep, I'd add him. Chetty Osman up 17 Yes. Seth Curry up 11 Yeah, Probably not. More of a streamer, which is fine for today. Jalen McDaniels up 11%. That's a strong move. And Frank Jackson up 9%. Yes. Also a strong move for Frank. Drops Halliburton, of course. Malachi Flynn down twelve percent. Yeah, that's a fair enough drop. PJ Dozier down nine, obviously. Miles Bridges down eight, obviously. And Bill Herndon Gomez down seven percent. Not in the rotation unless Adams is out. But Adams might actually be out for the next game, so just keep an eye on that. And actually, unless there's has there been news on that with Steve Adams and his toe, let me just double check that because I might be talking right out of my ass. Um, I know that he left the last game with a toe injury, but because the Pelicans aren't playing uh, today or tomorrow, we haven't heard news. Now he's still listed as questionable, but we do know Brandon Ingram's out, so that, that makes James Johnson an interesting ad. Bill might be an option there for you for Friday, but it is a high volume day, so maybe not. Top ten players rostered in under fifty percent of leagues. Austin Rivers, obviously, a really good game there from him. Fourteen team option. KJ Martin in Houston, solid ad for twelve teamers. I think Mo Wagner's a twelve team ad. Uh, Onyeka Okongwu, double O. Um, yeah, look really good. Just don't trust the playing time there. Anthony Lamb, just watch those interest, in, injuries in Houston. I'd add him in deep leagues. Paddy Connerton, no, only deep leagues. Drew Eubanks, not really. Dean Wade, not really. Shake Milton, not really. Desmond Bain could be a stream for tomorrow, especially if Grayson Allen is sidelined. Let's move on now to Thursday's games in the NBA. All right, let's talk about these games, seven games on Thursday for Fangio Pricing. Chicago and Charlotte is the first game. No Cody Martin, no Miles Bridges, no Gordon Haywood, and then Devontae Graham is doubtful, but Chicago should be welcoming back Nikola Vucevic. It's it's Vucevic. And the skater boy, Zach Levine. Now, I wouldn't be expecting huge minutes from Levine first game back. Yeah, coming back from COVID, that could be tough. I don't know what they're going to do with Kobe White and Thomas Sadaransky in that situation. Yeah, which one of those guys gets the start? Maybe they keep White in there. I don't know. But all that is still up in the air. The Wizards and the Raptors are back-to-back for Washington. Um, Rui Hachimura will be out. Toronto, OG Ananobi was listed as out. He got upgraded to Doubtful just don't expect him to play, but watch that one. Lowry is not on the injury report, while Yuta Watanabe and Gary Trent are both probable. For Brooklyn and Dallas, Porzingis and Kleber are out for uh, Dallas, but James Harden remains sidelined for Brooklyn. Atlanta and Indiana, this is a back-to-back. I-, I don't expect Malcolm Brogdon to play. Jeremy Lamb perhaps could play. Um, but that's still up in the air. Of course, Atlanta, no, DeAndre Hunter's not going to be there. Memphis and Detroit, Jaron Jackson will play in this one after sitting out on Wednesday, but we have to check the status of Grayson Allen who had to leave Wednesday's game early. For Detroit, no Grant, no Plumlee, no Joseph. Allington was ruled out and then interestingly upgraded to questionable. I hope they don't play him. I don't know. We'll see exactly how that goes. The Thunder and the Warriors, Lou Dort has been uh, listed as questionable. No, my son is also named Bort the Warriors, no Damian Lee, and Eric Pascal is questionable there as well. The Warriors are 14-point favorites, and the total's 227. Alexei Pokyshewski also ruled out for Oklahoma City. The Lakers and the Clippers, the Clippers are 8-point favorites. The total's 211. No LeBron, no Dennis Schroeder. Talon Horton Tucker is questionable, while Serge Ibaka is out for the Clippers. In terms of value, I'm still looking at Alf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming glass. Uh, Two Rogier has been poor, but his salary is down to 6,200, so I don't mind that. Um, Tyler Cook, perhaps, a minimum salary player for the Pistons. Kent Bazemore, Alex Caruso, um, PJ Washington Jr., LaMelo Ball, Fred Van Vliet, Steph Curry, Brad Wanamaker with everyone out in Charlotte, Kyle Lowry maybe, Saban Lee in Detroit, maybe Jar Morant, he's down at 7,000. Ken Birch perhaps. I like Jalen McDaniels, I like Jonas Valanciunas. I like Davis Bertan, Sadiq Bay, Draymond Green, and Russell Westbrook. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the thumbs up, hit the notification bell, and drop your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.